Morning, brother. If y'all will, let's turn to Psalm 59. <clears throat> Psalm 59. I want to thank y'all for the <clears throat> generous gift y'all gave me and the raise. I appreciate that. That's much needed. Lord knows right when, right when to send what's needed. I'm thankful for that, for the heart he's put in you. Psalm 59. Let's pray together before we read this psalm. Father, as you're pleased, be with us. Give us ears to hear, Lord. There is mercy to be found and grace to be found and comfort hits prepared already. Lord, but we still ask. Be with us this morning. Be with every soul here. Give me ears to hear. Make us rejoice in our Redeemer. Be with those that aren't with us. Lord, there's so many in here and, and throughout. It's in heavy trial and in the body or in the mind. Comfort them as, as only you can. Forgive us our sin. It's because of Christ we ask it. Amen. <clears throat> All right, brethren. Psalm 59. This is a psalm of David. Saul had sent out a bunch of people and they surrounded the house. And they're going to wait him out. They're waiting to kill him. And he <clears throat> cries out, but this is, this is David crying, and that's what I want to look at this morning. This is us. There's one verse I want to hone in on. This is our experience. It's my experience and many of your experiences. Uh, but this, this is a messianic psalm. This is our Lord crying from Calvary. Let's see that first, and then we'll see how it affects us, okay? Verse 1, <clears throat> deliver me from mine enemies, O my God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloody men. For lo, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgressions, nor my sin, O Lord. Our, our Lord hung on that cross. He knew no sin. He was made sin for us, but that wasn't his sin. It was made his sin, but that's, that's our acts. He was without blame. That's the holy lamb of God. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me. And behold, thou therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors. Selah. Mm. I need mercy. Are you a wicked transgressor? Mercy is what I need. They return at evening, and they make a noise like a dog and go around about the city. Behold, they belch out with their mouth. Swords are in their lips. For who, say they, doth hear? But thou, O Lord, shalt laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Because of his strength, Will I wait upon thee? For God is my defense. And here's our text. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. God shall let, the, let me see my desire upon my enemies. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. There's grace and mercy. Do you know what those are? We remember those things, but we need reminded, don't we? 
Grace is getting something we did not earn, we did not deserve. It, it, it ain't in the cards for you to have it, <laughs> however you cut it. Uh, we didn't earn it. We didn't merit it. Uh, and, and that's to be given something that we had no part in because of what we are. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. All that wrath, all that punishment, being forsaken of God is exactly what I've earned. And mercy's not getting that. Grace is getting eternal life and peace and comfort and Christ, right? That's the good news. You, but it's like, a, it's like two sides of a coin. We'll see at the end also. But you, you can't have one without the other. <laughs> they go together. For the Lord to be gracious to me, he must be merciful. And if he's merciful to me, let me tell you something, that's gracious. That's gracious. They go hand in hand, don't they? And he says here in verse 10, the God of my mercy. My mercy. The Lord has to do that in somebody. Well, he's a God of mercy, and he has to bless us. I heard a man say, said, well, everybody seemed pretty blessed by, by the mess. What was you? <laughs> was I? Was I blessed? It has to be, I need mercy. And he has to be the God of my mercy. This isn't just generalized. Mercy is not something you can go get off a shelf and we happen to get a can of it. It's not a prefab thing. This is specific. And that's what I need. This has to be individual because we esteem our brethren higher than ourselves, right? Well, the mercy you need, I need more. <laughs> we just go back and forth saying that, I know. But, uh, and and I, you don't know the thoughts I have. You don't know the actions I've taken. Uh, about to come up on an anniversary 20 years ago, some things happened on the other side of the world in November. I had a part in it. That's bad stuff. Well, you don't know 20 milliseconds ago. I need mercy. And it, it's got to be for me. Now, other people, yes, as soon as the Lord saves somebody, that saved person wants others to be saved. If you don't, God ain't saved you yet. If, if, if it ain't just driven in you to, to, to have a conscience for other mankind because we ain't no different than them and those that we care about and love and even our enemies, right? I, well, they won't be an enemy as soon as the Lord saves them. Not somebody else's mercy, but this starts with my mercy, the God of my mercy. God, my Lord and my God, he was merciful to me way ahead of time when he knew full well what I was. While I was in my sin, while I was an enemy with him, while I was a rebel, he said, I love that one and I'm going to be merciful to it. <sighs> that just melts you. Don't that just don't that make you fall in love? Doesn't it? He was merciful and he was gracious to me a long time ago. Look here in verse 10 again. The God of my mercy shall, shall, not might, not probably will, shall prevent me. The God of my mercy. He's the only one that can be merciful. He's the authority. Uh, a potentate, the only authority. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. Prevent me. Now, if we read that at face value, we go home and we got a reading schedule and we got 86 verses we got to get through today to make it through in a year. We'll read that and say, Lord's going to keep me from doing something, right? Is that true? Does the Lord keep his hand on me and, and, and keep me from doing what I would do? You better believe it. It does mean that. It does. But that word prevent there, 
means to proceed. It means to uh, anticipate ahead of time in a hasty manner with, with vigorness, <laughs> with, with, with might. Um, to come before and to go before, to prevent. That's where we get uh, that anticipated immediately and proceeded before me. That's where we get that word, uh, the old writers use prevenient grace. Grace that goes before grace, prevenient mercy. Mercy that was there before mercy was ever known to be needed. I'd been there a long time. That's where we get that word. And anticipatory grace and mercy. It's a whole lot easier to say prevenient. <laughs> mercy before mercy. Turn over to <clears throat> uh, Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah, Lamentations, and Ezekiel. Stay, stay right there. We'll be kind of bouncing back, forth, and in the middle on this one. Jeremiah 29. This mercy that the Lord has, the God of my mercy, and he shall, this mercy was before time, long ago. Before I ever was, this mercy was, in that everlasting covenant of grace and mercy. And, and then it was at this present moment, <laughs> back when yesterday was right now, and when right now is right now, the Lord sends his spirit, and that mercy's new every morning. It's right now. It's right now. But as long as the Lord keeps me here on this earth, I'm going to need grace and mercy tomorrow. And that, that prevenient mercy that goes before, it went before, before time. It went before right now, and it's going to come before. It's already there where I'm going to need it. Where am I going to be? I don't know, but I'm going to need it. I want us, I want us to see that. Look here in Jeremiah 29. Here's, here's where it was before. He said in verse 11, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He thought on us. He saw his people before time, and he said, that's the ones I love. And he loved Jacob, and he hated Esau. And he loved the sons of Jacob, and he hated the sons of Egypt. And that's just how it was, because he wanted to. <laughs> And he's God and do what he wants. But before time, he had thoughts towards us. And not, not to destroy us, but thoughts of peace for his, his chosen elect people and, and to give them an expected end. That's what happened way back when. Now look at verse 12. Then, does it say then in your Bible? It doesn't mind. That's what already took place. Then shall ye call upon me. Well, we hadn't called on him yet. Exactly. That, that mercy was already there. He purposed it beforehand. And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Now, is that contingent on us searching for him? <laughs> That's just a, an outcome of a heart that he gave us because he had thoughts towards us, thoughts of peace, not of evil. We had an expected end. What's our predestination? What's that? To be conformed to the image of Christ. I'm going to make you just like my son. Now, because I, I, my, my mercy to do that, my grace to do that to an undeserving people, now you're going to call on me. Now you're going to pray unto me. And I'm going to hear you. I'm going to hear you. Turn two books to the right there to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 16. Ezekiel 16. Verse 1. Ezekiel 16, 1. Again, 
The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations. Ezekiel, you'll cry all flesh as grass. Bring them down. And say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and thy nativity is the, of the land of Canaan, and thy father was an Amorite, and thy mother a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day that thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed with water to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou wast cast out into an open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. And when I passed by thee, that's where we were. We were just an aborted baby cast out into a field where a failed abortion laying out there. Bloody, disgusting, and you can't provide for yourself. We can't. That's us, isn't it? But when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. I have caused thee to multiply. We'll see this next hour. It's beautiful. Remember this. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great. And thou art come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned. Thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Now when I have passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, Thy time was the time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee and anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also. And it goes through that wonderful raiment and clothing that he went through. What happened? Lord went walking. He came to his people. We want nothing to look at but God. But God. Mercy was there. There was an everlasting covenant of love. This love was before time, and it is now as the Lord comes to his people, and it is now as he comforts his people that he's already come to before he comes to us again, and it shall be. It'll never change. Charity never faileth. It doesn't. That mercy and that grace was before us, and it was in Christ when it Revelation 13, 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb, the, the, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Not before, from. He's speaking to the people that aren't. They're going to worship him. How do I know if I'm written in that Lamb's book? How do I know? Are we sons of Jacob? Is that our name? Are we supplanters, deceivers? Rebels against God? Do we need a lamb? Do we need a substitute because my lamb ain't going to cut it? Do I need him? Has that been revealed to you? Is that true? Not like just an idea or what somebody said 200 years ago. My. Is that my only hope instead? Sounds like there's a name written there. <laughs> Before we were thirsty, I stole this from Donnie Bale. Before we were thirsty, that rock was smitten. Before we were hungry, that bread of life was broken. Before we even was here on this earth to be thirsty or hungry. Before we ever knew. That electing love did something, didn't it? Love does something. 
Love don't sit around talking about how much love loves. Love does something, and that love did something. Before a sinner walked on this earth, a Savior went before. Turn back one book to Lamentations. This all happened before. Here's what happens while we're here. Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 18, Lamentations three eighteen, And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. That, that mercy that was already there, I wake up and there it is. Brand new. Waiting on us like a Christmas present. <laughs> is that because I'm so diligent? The word says great is thy faithfulness. Thy faithfulness. Is your name written in that book? Is it your faithfulness or is it his? Are you walking by faith or is he walking in you by his faith? His faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. He went before from ancient times, and he goes before us each and every day before that day even shows up. How? How? He sends that gospel to us. He knows our frame. He has pity on us. He knows his children. He knows that we have no faith in and of ourselves. He knows that. He knows that we have no sorrow over what we are, our nature, sin. Not sins, I did a couple bad things. I'm a, a heathen and a criminal. I'm a rebel against God. He knows that, and I have no faith, and I wasn't looking for him. I might have been reading a Bible 17 hours a day, and I wasn't looking for God. I was looking for a God that suited me. He knows that. Where are we going to get this faith? He's going to give it to us. Where we're going to get this strength, he's going to give it to us. Where we're going to get this wisdom, he's going to give it to us. It's believing on him and his word. God went before, and it's already waiting there. We don't have life, he has to give it. We don't have faith, he has to give it. And how's that going to happen? He sends his gospel. Faith cometh by hearing. That word was added there in Romans 10, and I like it. <laughs> it's in italics. Uh, faith cometh. Well, that's how we got faith, that's how we're getting faith, and that's how we're going to have faith tomorrow. Cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Not by reading, not by listening to some songs and stuff like that, or, or, hum, or you singing the songs and, and all this. It comes by hearing. Hearing. Making that too simple, Kevin. God made it that simple. Faith comes by hearing. How, th how shall they call on him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe on him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Are they something special? No, I'm not. None of the other ones are. Either. How shall they preach except they be sent? Well, how could they be sent? Hey, you think about that. The whole lineage of a preacher. God sent a man to preach to me. And, and from, from Adam till the day he spoke, that whole lineage was preserved. Every meal they had, every hair on their head, nothing could happen to them. They could not die until this poor needy sinner that needed mercy had mercy preached to them. Did you know that? 
Brother Henry was there in uh, the Pacific, World War II. The boat on the left sank. The boat on the right sank. In front of him, behind him sank. He could, that boat couldn't sink. <laughs> Why? He had a bunch of people he had to preach to. God was going to use him. That goes before, doesn't it? That goes before. That makes me a bad fisherman. I just throw the line out, and I was like, well, if there's a fish going to be on that hook, the Lord's preserved that lineage of fish from me. <laughs> people don't like fishing with me. I'm pretty comfortable with it. But. That was that hour a long time ago. I needed him, and I need him this hour too. And no one will ever live without the gospel coming in power to them. They'll never have spiritual life unless a preacher comes and God sends it in his doing, and he sends it in power. And no one will ever sorrow over sin, and they will never beg for mercy unless the God in his gospel uh, preaching sends it in power, unless he does that work. And what we will find when this takes place is we're going to cry for mercy. That's what's going to happen. And what's going to happen when we do cry for mercy? It's already there. It's already there. Remember those four lepers we looked at last week? And they went to those Syrians, and they said, we're going to die if we go in that city. We're going to die if we stay here. And if those Syrians kill us, and they're right to do so, but maybe, just maybe, they'll have mercy on us and we can have something to eat. What did they find when they showed up? Nothing but tents full, no enemies, nothing but tents full of every provision they needed. And they ate and they drank, didn't they? It was already there. Provenient mercy. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. Shall. Shall. Our great king is so faithful. This grace and this mercy goes before us and to us. And he makes us call out and he answers before we even finish talking to him. When we cry, not when we, when we ask for stuff. I'm like, I would really like to have this job. You, know? you ever start praying and you pray something, you get halfway through and you go, uh, Lord, your will be done, right? I've done that, maybe you haven't. He said, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Before they even call, before you even say it. I've already answered. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Does that mean he's just a fortune teller? No, he put that prayer in us. It's of the Lord. Is that your experience? Do you look back on your life? I thought of, there's a husband and wife on the East Coast that has just a, a, what we would call a terrible trial. It just consumes their life. It's a physical condition, one of the spouses. and You just feel so sorry for them, you can't stand it. You cannot be around them people without them telling you what wonderful things the Lord did to them, did for them. Like, no, this is good. I'm thankful the Lord put this on me. I'm thankful the Lord did this to my body. This is right. Oh, he's generous. Oh, I'd have never done this or never done that. He's guided my steps. This is all his mercy. You can't, they can't talk about nothing else. It ain't belly aching. It's rough and it's tough and I hate it. No, no, uh-uh. This is right. Do you look back over your life? I look back over my life from, from my grandfather before my dad was born. The Lord using that and Henry and everything in, in a position to, to and save my father and my mother. And then I was born and, and every the parents I was given, the, the preacher I was given, the, the life I had, the mistakes that I, I willfully ran away and, and did horrible things. And I said, boy, I was right. That was, the, all the bad was my doing and all the good was the Lord's doing. Oh, he meant it for good. It's like Joseph was saying to his brothers, wasn't it? We've done, I've done wrong, but the Lord's been merciful. This is just right. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have it any other way. Hmm. 
He's God at our feet every step, hasn't he? Why? The God of my mercy shall prevent me. He's going to go before me hastily, hastily. He's going to anticipate all things. Not that things are changing. He's reactive. <laughs> Just like a faithful father, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> go ahead and get the things ready. And that's for mercy to come. Mercy has always been there in time past. Mercy's here today. That's what I said the other night. I don't know how long the door of this ark's going to be open. People's talking about calendars and what year. It's really the 1700s, or I don't know, the nonsense. Uh, crazy bean counters is what they are. They're delusional. They are. Uh, but I, I hope the Lord comes today. I don't know how long this door of the ark's going to be open, but I know it's open right now. We're on this ball floating around anyway. Come. Come. You and your whole household. <laughs> come. But we have mercy to come, too. The Lord told Peter what bad things was going to happen. He said, you're going to deny me? It's going to be bad, Peter. You've, you've, had, you've needed mercy from time, from everlasting. You've been shown mercy. The Lord's been merciful to you, and he's been merciful to you right now. But something's going to happen, Peter. The future, we're still on this earth. You've got some days coming, and you're going to deny me three times. It's hot, Nephew. It's before the cock crows, you will, wouldn't it? But right before that, he said, Simon, Satan's desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. I prayed. It ain't come to pass yet, Peter. It's going to be a little bit. But I've already prayed for that, that in the future your faith fail not. What's our faith? Believe in God, right? Who's our faith? Christ. You go through Hebrews 11 and read every one of those by faith, Abraham. Go read that as by Christ, Abraham. By Christ, Joseph. That's the truth. He said, Peter, I pray that your Christ fail not, your Savior fail not. And when thou art converted, when you go through this, and wasn't he already converted? Of course he was. He's an apostle. Now when this happens again for that day, he said, strengthen thy brethren. Go tell your brethren what good things the Lord's done for you. Not definitional mercy and, and theological positions. Go tell them what God did for you. An eternal going before it. Turn over Psalm 23 and we'll close. Psalm 23. <clears throat> I enjoyed going through Psalm 23 and I was preparing this and I thought, oh, Brother Spurgeon said about the Lord's watchdogs, <laughs> goodness and mercy, grace going before, and mercy following, covering all of our sin. Here in Psalm 23, verse 4. Oh, we got time. We'll read the whole thing. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Who shepherd? My shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and we do, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely this shall happen. Goodness and mercy shall follow me 
all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. That mercy that was, always was, that is, and shall be, that's in our Lord. That's in our shepherd. And Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday and today and forever. And I wouldn't have it any other way. He said, I'm the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Isn't that precious? <laughs> he shall. He's the God of my mercy. He shall prevent me. He shall go before. Because he already has. He is and he shall. It ain't going to stop. That's a good thing, isn't it? Does that, well, that'll get us through a work. We'll look, there's some midwives next hour that's got a hard week of work ahead of them. <laughs> and they were reminded of these things, weren't they? The Lord revealed himself. All right, let's pray together. Father, as you've promised, be merciful to your people. Be merciful to bring us low, to break us and make us bow. It's a merciful thing. Be merciful to put hearts in us that cries out to you for mercy. Lord, and give us the peace of understanding that mercy's found when we seek it. It's already there, and you shall be merciful. You delight to show mercy. What an amazing thing, Lord. What a humbling thing for sinners. That you delight to show mercy, and that mercy's in your Son. Because of him, because of who he is, what he did for us while we were enemies with him. What great love. Lord, thank you for this hour and be with us. Be with us next hour too. It's because of Christ we ask it. Amen. All right, brother, we'll take about 15 minutes and <clears throat> meet back at 1030.